on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Fallon had her own man the other night. She tore it slap up. Yes, she did. It is Thursday. It's 3.30. And we had the Keep It or Crush It show today, man. Keep it or crush it. I'm going to tell you something, man. This show is going to be absolutely off the chart amazing because of the of the individual talent and, and, and knowledge and hustle and, and focus and success that we have on the show today. And you know what? I want to throw a word out there, man, that you might not hear very often when you think of the six uh, people that we have on the show today, and that's humility. And I'm going to throw that word out there because I'm going to tell you something, man. These guys are ex- and gals are extremely successful, but I'm going to tell you something, man. I know most of them personally, and they will give you the little shirt off their back, and they do this. Make no mistake about it, man. They love making money, but I'm going to tell you something, man. What gets them and keeps them up at night and gets them up in the morning is helping people get to the next level. And that's what fires me up about every person that's on this show today. Yeah, I've seen every one of them, Dave, really go out of their way to share. In fact, that's what really what they're doing today. Mm-hmm. They're sharing with dealers, with us, uh, with listeners, how to maximize the opportunities we have, some of the best practices, what we need to keep, what we need to get rid of. And we're going to hear it from, you know, I referred to them this morning on a Periscope as the heavy hitters in the car business. And that's exactly what they are. We're going to hear from the most successful. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy? It's the, every show. And I want to thank our guests and listeners. Uh, I want to thank our listeners to Auto Dealer Live. Uh, the show's growing and gaining momentum. And it's because of you that we can have a show like this. Because today's show really is, is a culmination of the shows that we've been doing this year so far this year was kind of a paradigm shift for auto dealer live we went into you know what we really felt the right direction for our show and we've been discussing we've picked five okay we picked five of the most uh, controversial so to speak and really up in the air in some degree kind of 50 50 60 40 split that you guys are talking about based on shows that we've done this year and we brought five of these uh, topics to uh, the guests that are on the show today, and we're going to discuss, hey, keep it or crush it. And you will be surprised that really, honestly, man, there's, we, we, we asked every one of the guests earlier to, to weigh in on, and, and we, we have some really, really cool results. It's going to be a phenomenal show, and there's going to be some, some surprises, Dave. Yeah, and I was surprised uh, by some of the answers. Of course, as you just mentioned, we were privileged to hear 
sort of uh, where they stood ahead of time. And I was surprised, and I think our listeners will be as well. But, you know, each one of these topics, Dave, are, are something that a dealer has to make a decision on and how mm-hmm. he approaches them or how she approaches them. Right. So it's going to be amazing. Each one of these topics carried an individual show. Now, just like you said, it's the culmination of all of these topics, and we'll hear the Keep It or Crush It from the leaders in the industry. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys on Twitter. We're already uh, trending today, but let's blow this thing up. Let's break Come Twitter, on. put it back together and break it again. We've got people that are all over social media on the show today. And so, and we've got some heavy hitters as Dave and I've alluded to, but before we get these guys and gals on the phone, we've got a couple of minutes here. Uh, we got five minutes before the panel starts. You know, I want to talk about, you know, uh, some things that are coming up with Auto Dealer Live. We're going to be, um, uh, next week, you and I have got the privilege of visiting in Orlando, uh, the Women in Automotive Conference. We're going to be there with Subi and uh, ask, uh, Jody DeVere and just really have a great uh, group of ladies, predominantly, uh, really trending the auto industry. And we've got the privileged opportunity of, uh, of during one of the keynotes, uh, moderating and interviewing some top women in the auto business. I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be uh, we'll be talking about uh, attracting women to the automobile industry, how mm-hmm. to attract them, how to retain them, um, and that women in automotive conference is absolutely blowing up. They're having a, a, a huge job fair mm-hmm. leading up to it for yep. uh, women in in uh, Orlando area. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. And then I'm very excited. Obviously, we have shows that are just really uh, booked out for the next couple of months. Uh, and I'm also excited though. In October, you and I are going to be broadcasting from Digital Dealer uh, again on the 19th. Digital Dealer. We're there in Vegas. In October, and uh, you do not want to miss that. This is getting better and better, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to be doing a leadership and a sales workshop. So if you're out in Vegas, come by and check us out, see us. We've got some scheduled interviews that are on the agenda officially for Digital Dealer, and um, make sure we tweet out our code if you need if you want to save some money and um, and and you haven't registered already, you need to. Um, but listen, man, uh, this is keep it or crush it. We're going to be discussing topics today. We're going to be asking these experts about Foursquare. And, and we're going to be asking these experts, experts about an up system. We're going to be asking them about TO, whether mm-hmm. to TO or not to TO. You know, that's the question. Yeah. And we're going to talk about direct mail. Is We, we had the show, is direct mail dead? Mm-hmm. And wow, we had an overwhelming response. It was difficult to find someone who was against direct mail, but we got some surprise answers today for you. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to that. And also, uh, salesperson, specifically salesperson, mm-hmm. self-branding. Yeah, we actually had two shows within the last, I'd say, six weeks, maybe seven weeks, two shows dedicated to self-branding. Now, when we talk about self-branding, a lot of times, I mean, look, there's no doubt the guests that we're bringing on today believe in branding. We believe in branding. We Mm -hmm. brand ourselves. We brand our show. They brand what we're doing. I know Grant Cardone, who's on the show today, is on Periscope as we speak, talking, and he's branding himself. But what we specifically want to discuss, and this is where the two shows, by the way, went to, and that is salespeople self-branding. And we got we got the weigh-in or the answer, so to speak, from our panel. And we're going to bring that to you. We're going to give them a chance to keep it or crush it. And um, I'll tell you, man, um, you don't want – look, man, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be surprised on some of the crushing. You're going to be surprised. Yes, yes you will. Huh? I, I was surprised when I found out where some of them stood on some of the topics. Absolutely. You're going to be surprised on some of the crushing and some of the keeping. And, uh, you know, you know, we, just, we have some uh, – we have some really, really unique uh, opinions when it comes to keep it or crush it, man. Yes. Would you agree? hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Absolutely. So should we keep our producer or crush him? Uh, I think we're going <laughs> to, you know. We're going to keep him. Yeah. He's good. We'll keep him. We'll keep really him. Really cool, man. Really cool. Hey. Keep it. Oh, there it is. Come on. There you go, Mike. Or crush it. 
Hey, Mike, just let's do this, man. We have two minutes before the panel. I don't want to take anything away from our sponsors. Let's roll into a couple of minutes of commercials. We'll start the panel, guys, right here on time. It's 3.39. We'll be back in just a minute. With the next up. With the next up, and that is the awesome, amazing panel on Keep It or Crush It. We'll be right back. He's trying to save the advertising world. He did it. He did it for your business. He is Pineapple Advertising. Moving on here, Dave. I wanted to read a question that came into the show. This comes from a dealer viewer that states they're at 1.67 hours per repair order Mm -hmm. in the customer paid labor in their service department, are in the bottom 50% in the nation with their survey scores, and continually struggle to get their customer retention above 40%. They want to know if we know of anyone they can contact to help them with this. Yeah, that's a great question, and the viewer shouldn't feel bad because, Dave, half of the dealers are at those kind of numbers or lower. And the great news is there is a solution. It's Jeff Cowan at Jeff Cowan's Pro Talk. Jeff is considered the creator of the modern-day walk-around and selling process in the service drive. You're right. You know, Jeff is the best. Uh, the average Pro Talk customer is usually in the top 7% in the nation with survey scores, mm-hmm. in the 80% range in customer retention, and in the 2.5 range in customer paid hours per repair order, including oil changes. That's why most consider Jeff the nation's authority when it comes to training service staffs everywhere. Yeah, and Jeff's real easy to reach, too. I mean, you can call Jeff today at 1-800-248-2931, or you can reach him through email at info at jcowansprotalk.com. He's easy to reach and offers in-store, on-the-drive training, workshops, and virtual training as well. Call Jeff today. Jason Rice from Lapop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30% in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on, trend reports. We look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at automotiverevolution.com and our weekly video tips at increaseturn.com. Thanks. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high-quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Great mountain girl. I have traveled far for your advice. What is your question, Albert? My name's not Albert. Bill. No. Christopher. No, it's not. Jimmy John. No! Jolie. George's. It's Griff. Great. 
fall in love with your advertising and production. Pick the pineapple. Everybody on? All right, we're back. I want to thank you guys for joining us. And um, we are going to jump right in here. You've been waiting for this moment. This is our Keep It and Crush It show, man. Are you ready, Dave? Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in. Absolutely, man. We, uh, we have an all-star cast, uh, great individuals, car people on the phone now. And uh, without further ado, I want to go ahead and just introduce our panel. And then at the end, we're going to let uh, them tell you um, how you can reach them if you don't already know that. But we have on the phone, we have the president and CEO of, the, actually the number one CPO dealer in the United States of America. Uh, he uh, runs the Reichardt Automotive Group. We have Mr. Rick Reichardt on the phone. We have Herb Prannell. Herb is the uh, corporate trainer for the Reichardt Automotive Group. We have Tony Remus, which uh, Tony is the operator. He actually does many things. And his resume is a little too complicated to introduce, but he is responsible for over 30 automotive companies for the Fraser McCombs uh, group, as well as the Red McCombs Automotive Organization. We have the vi vice president and general manager of Lasco Ford and Lasco of Grand Blank, the number eight Ford certified pre-owned dealer in the country. Matt Lasco, we have the number one Honda store in the West Coast of Florida, Mr. John Marazzi. We have the number one Fiat store in the country, Miss Lisa Copeland. And I want to thank you guys. Did I miss someone? Uh, yeah. Who? We okay. missed uh, the, Mr. Grant Cardone. I know. I know. I was waiting. We have the, <laughs> listen, I, honestly, I don't know how really to introduce him because everyone knows. We have, I originally started watching him when he was a turnaround king. And he is the, he's a best-selling author. He is a motivational speaker. He's one of the best trainers I know. He's a great guy. He uh, is the president and CEO of Cardone Enterprises and all that falls under that umbrella. We have the one and only Grant Cardone. Guys, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to jump right in really quick with the topic of Foursquare. And we took your answers that you guys gave us on whether or not you feel like it should be kept or crushed. And we picked out Matt, Grant, and then Rick and uh, Herb together here to talk about this, and then we'll give you guys all a chance to weigh in as well. But we're gonna. The reason we picked you guys is because uh, Matt Lasco and and Rick Reichart, two of the two of the top CPO dealers in the country, said keep it. And now Grant and I know John Marazzi as well. And I know John will probably weigh in. Both said crush it. And I know. And, and so I'm interested to hear. And I'm gonna throw Grant. I mean Grant is walks around with fire. So I know he doesn't mind being thrown in it. Grant, why crush it, man? I know you got a couple of guys to take your back, but you really don't care. <laughs> Jared said crush it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, what I would do, actually, I would I would advance it. I think the answer would be to advance the four square. Because there's, there's those parts of a transaction that are never going to go away in automotive, which is price, trade, down payment, and term. I well, just would add that. Uh, I would add to that. And I know John Marazzi is going to agree with me because John's so Right. I would add to that the lease purchase. There's no reason not to show a guy alternatives here and also to show him terms. And, and so I would expand that four square to probably uh, 12 to 16 boxes and our matrix presentation rather than uh, four simple Okay. 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 So, Grant, you're you would arguably say that it would look more like a menu system coming from from your perspective as to what we should present. It would look like uh, rather than 
then, you know, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, let's go to Matt Lasko because, uh, Matt, I know you've weighed in before. You're a believer in the four-square system. Tell us why is I mean is it I know that you still use it do you feel like it's the most effective is it more simple why would you use just the four square system Well but believe it or not Grant said almost exactly what we've kind of evolved to is we do run a four square because we feel like those four key points are what you've got to talk about But we do set up a side by side lease on every new car inquiry we do give them options. Now, we start our terms a little shorter. We don't go to the farthest term, but we give them three or four terms. We give them three or four down payment options, and we, we, we create a conversation, and that's what creates the car deal. So, yes, you can talk about a, a, a four square, per se, going away, but you really can't. The, the style of conversation a four square creates, talking about a trade-in, vehicles we've seen like yours, not a set value of their car, it tees you up to have the chance to find their goal, retain a little profit, and make the transaction still very transparent to a customer. John Marazzi, let me ask you this. For those who would say, I know you're, you're for crushing it, and I'll let you explain why, but for those that would say, you know, hey, you know what, most people who want to crush it, you know, aren't, aren't you know, are, are, don't really believe in, in, in gross, and, you know, they want to uh, take the car guy out of the mix. I know that's not you, so why are you against it? Well, you know, when you use the word four-square, I'm, I'm referring to the typical four-square where you're going to give them a short-term payment that's not based on any realistic payment amount or interest rate. Um, you're going to use a sale price that's inflated, not the Internet price. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about penciling the deal, what you want to do is you want to pencil the deal with realistic um, numbers that the customer is going to be able to digest, understand, and it's going to be comparable to what research they've been doing on the Internet or talking with the banks or the credit unions. The days of peeling them off the ceiling with these super high numbers thinking you're going to move them, all it does is insult today's, you know, educated customer, and you're going to wind up, you know, throwing out or, or losing a third of the people that you even have a chance to attend to the deal. Hey, Rick, what, what, Rick, you want to weigh in on that? I'm going to go attempt to see now. Okay. Rick Reichart? All right, we, we lost Rick. Trump in this presentation, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick's here. He's on. We're, we're working on his audio. So we're going to move along here for a second then. And, and uh, let, me, let me ask you guys about the UP system. And, you know, this was something that we had a, a tremendous debate on uh, two months ago. And when going over this, and, and I was really surprised on some of the uh, some of the answers. I and mean, we had Alan Ram on a couple months ago, and Alan, you know, he's full of piss and vinegar a lot of times, and he's on, and he was he was for an up system, and I was surprised. And um, Grant, you know, I'm not surprised you're against it because obviously, you know, your motto is the strong rise to the top. Um, Tony, I want to go to you, and I want to ask you. You say keep the up system. Talk to us about that a little bit. You have multiple points, domestic and import, and talk to us about your perspective on that. Tony Remus? Okay, uh, Matt, I'm going to ask you. you are, How's the up system work right now? Yeah, Matt. Well, well, you're asking Matt about the up system, guys? Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. 
Yeah, I, I mean, in, in my opinion, the up system kind of can curtail to the person that's not hungry, and it can take away from some of your your superstars. So we currently have a set lot coverage plan so that we always have a salesperson on point, new cars, used cars, front lot, back lot. They sit in a golf cart with a walkie-talkie, and the second they take it up, another salesperson replaces them. Mm-hmm. But when you put them in a line or you have them pull a ticket and you say you get the next guy walking in, the hunger factor goes away. And uh, I, I don't know about you, Grant, but I wouldn't want to have my people, uh, my, my best guy get one out of every four shots, and then my laziest guy get one out of every four shots and kind of see how my success comes out. I want my hungriest, most quality person to have an opportunity in front of the, the, the most people they can possibly be in front of with still being able to handle a customer with good satisfaction. Hmm. So I say crush it. Crush it. Okay. Um, did we get Rick Reichart? Okay, so we're working on getting Rick and her back on the phone. They were on with us. and Yeah, please do, Grant. This is not an automotive thing, but, but I, I own a bunch of apartments in, in, in uh, seven states. And when somebody walks in to lease my apartments, I mean, you guys want to talk about an aggressive, compressed, very tight market. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's, a, it's the apartment market. So I got somebody walking in. I'm like, hey, look, the deal here is if the guy puts half a foot into onto our property, I need somebody in his space. Saying welcome, great to have you here. As long as if they drive through the great gates of my property, I have a camera out there that notifies the the the, uh, the the management team. Hey man, somebody just drove on the property. I want somebody going out there saying hello. What can we do for you? Uh, how can we help you? Because my only advantage in an apartment deal, and probably the same same thing is true for automotive, is the people. The energy and the enthusiasm and the interest that you are showing in that customer. Hmm. Yeah, so you're looking you're looking for someone that wants to go out and help someone out versus someone that's maybe being told, "Hey, it's your turn. You need to go out there." I'm thinking about the customer, and I think it's the manager's responsibility to make sure somebody goes out there like Superman and, and, and make sure the customer's greeted properly. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, t- I agree with Grant. Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. I was actually coming over to you. Um, and one of the things I was going to ask you about, Lisa, because we see that you're, you are for uh, an open floor, not the up system. But as a dealer, how do you prevent the crowd of salespeople out front that may be intimidating to the customer when they pull up? Is there some way to manage that? Yeah, you know, you just tell them, break it up. I pretty much tell them one bomb will kill you all. I don't like it. You know, I don't I don't believe in an up system. I think if you're hungry that you're going to go sell a car. And to Grant's point, you know, I don't want my customer talking to somebody just because he happens or she happens to be in the lineup. I want them to talk to somebody who's eager and excited to go out and greet that customer. And um, so I say crush it. Crush Do it. not okay. like the up system. Absolutely. And we're working really hard. Herb just uh, tweeted and said the audio, their audio was a little messed up, so they are trying to get back on it. Do we have Tony Remus on? Okay. And uh, Tony also texted me and said he was running into some issues. He's traveling. But we're going to get these guys back on. So really right now, all, I think what happened, Grant, when you and Matt and Lisa, before Lisa spoke, started saying crush it, they hung up. So I'm not really sure they wanted to stand in, in line and get in, a, get in the up system of these, question, these lines of questions. I don't know, man. <laughs> but, you know, I was really surprised because. He wants to jump in and jump on everybody for not saying keep it. Uh-oh. Is that Rick? Hey, yeah, listen. Rick Reichert and her panel here. 
All right. Today's day, the superstar salesperson. You could have an up system as long as you have a way to stop people out there. Um, my, my scenario is, is I still feel like the lost opportunity is the people that drive through the lot, and we never get them into one of our cars. And I feel like if I, I don't get some of my best salespeople out there, I might lose the chance to get someone to test drive a car. Hey, Grant, I mean, well, this, this goes hand in hand with one of the other key percussion questions, which is about the CO. Mm-hmm. Because if you've got a sales process where those guys are trained, they're out there doing the customer welcome, and instead of walking a the lot, they're bringing them in the showroom the way those words are designed, you're TOing right off the bat. You're getting a manager. Yes, sir. Excited to go out and pick out a car. They're excited to test drive. They can't wait to come back in and meet that manager to sign that test drive agreement. So it has to go hand in hand. If it's not part of a solid sales process written in stone that they all understand and they follow every time, it's all worthless. Hey, Grant, go into the. I just want to add something. Sure. Because, you know, again, I don't sell cars here, but I'm selling probably an audience that's even harder, which is you freaking car dealers. <laughs> Which I'm the only one here Amen, that's all the car dealer. So, so uh, we do too. It. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah, David, you know, right? So when we hire new people here, dude, I would never let them take one of my phone calls ever. They're brand new. They need to call the people I can't get to. I mean, just to flip look at this. All right, uh, I, I don't want my new people handling people that are already interested in my product. They need to go start from the scratch the way I did when I was 28, uh, where I had to go knock on a door and get somebody to, to, to even pay attention to me. So I would just say, man, what, what are you doing having new people wait on customers that you got 400 bucks invested in because you said, come see us? Right. Amen, man. And if you've got people waiting around, why aren't they working the service drive? Why aren't they working every other profit center in your dealership, finding every opportunity and prospecting like a madman all the time? Well, I'm going to, guys, you know, what we do in our sales process is the sales managers go out in the beginning and greet the customers. So once yep. the salesperson has sat them at the desk, they go out, they introduce themselves, and they tell them, I'm the guy in the box. I'm the guy behind the desk. I'm the guy that's going to work your car deal. So... You know, now now they know each other, they've got a relationship, and now all of a sudden the guy behind the desk or the gal behind the desk is no longer a mystery. They've already met him and they've built a rapport. So we kind of work it backwards, and it, it, we started doing it a year ago. It's been very successful. Lisa, we do the same thing at our Ford store, and yesterday I had a young lady who had been to like nine stores, and she was leaving a deposit to pick her car up in the morning. And the sales manager uh, grabbed me and says, hey, this girl wants to meet you, and we come out and we talk, and... She literally said, hey, this is the first dealership that it didn't feel like the Wizard of Oz was giving me my payments. Right. Because they they never meet the guy. I'm going to ask my boss for a deal, but they never meet him. So I think you're right on point. That that part is as more important as anything. Is you've got to, The T.O. isn't at the end of the sale. The T.O. is when you first start the sale. It, would you, well, I, and then it's much easier at the end because sure. I do have a mandatory T.O. at the end if they don't sell the car. But they've already met. It isn't right. the wizard, to your point, that comes out from behind the desk. It's, it's the person who they initially met, built somewhat of a rapport with, and now that person's coming out and asking for their business. John. You know, and so John, it just, it works. Let me, I, let I me, think, I mean, we saw our closing ratio probably go up 23, 24%, just, mm-hmm. just like that one little tweak. Let me ask, yeah, absolutely. Let me ask John Marazzi. It's, it's not well, fair you know, necessarily. The game, the game nowadays, Lisa, you've got to get this herb panel over here, Ledger. You've hey. got to get the. The customer expects complete transparency whether they're shopping online or when they come into the dealership. And if we take away that veil 
that or the mystique that has been lingering in the automobile industry for years, then we drop that bail, we get people out there to greet them, upper management people, it all turns out better in the end. And that's the name of the game. And that's what the customers are looking for nowadays. Complete transparency on the Internet and complete transparency when they walk in the door to finalize their agreement. Herb, and the name of the game is to sell a car. And uh, so we know that the transparency works, and we know that people want to know who Oz is, and you know, and we, and we know how much it costs to bring it up in. So... Yeah, let me ask. Let me jump to John for a second, John, um, because I, Tony's Tony's not on the phone. And, and honestly, when it came to TO, it was unanimous. All of you said keep it. And Tony Remus with Red McCombs uh, Automotive said keep it. But there was a caveat there. He said only with a follow up. So I want. It sounds like that you guys are or would, would disagree with that. But John Marazzi, let me go to you. So again, everyone on the panel said keep the TO. You guys are discussing even inserting yourself from the very beginning. And, and Tony said only with a follow-up. So he's not here to defend himself. But, John, speak to that a little bit. Well, you know, whether you're talking about an up system or TO, what, what you're really talking about is controlling the traffic in the store. Um, you want to make sure that each and every opportunity is getting a full presentation demonstration right up, and we're, we're giving everybody figures, and we're talking about assuming they're going to buy a car and giving them the chance to actually buy one. Um, you know, a TO should not be a typical, why aren't you buying a car? A TO should be done by a person that's going to give them new information to make a new decision. Uh, the TO should be talking about what, what can we do? Can it be model up, model down? Is there an alternative? Um, what questions do you have? Uh, you know, possibly an informational uh, brochure that they put in front of the customer, they talk to them. But more importantly, it's, it's a utilization of the website. It's turning the computer screen to the customer and saying, can I show you a couple things? And on your website, you should have your unique selling proposition that you can go line by line to and show the customer what you do, how you do it, and why you're different, and mainly how they can benefit. Um, you know, th so that's what, so when we say a TO, it's a TO not the hammer, it's a TO to, to produce a, a different result. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and John, uh, John, that just dollars. That's what that makes. <laughs> <laughs> and John, just touching on something that Grant said earlier, <laughs> touching on something that Grant said earlier about you know not not placing a customer in the hands of someone that uh, someone that's new, someone that's new or not prepared yet to handle that customer or give them that ultimate experience. Um, and I know that Matt Lasco has a pretty extensive developmental. Uh, plan before he puts a salesperson in front of a customer. At your store, John, typically if you have someone that's not experienced, how long is it before they're out, actually out there taking ups? It, it really depends on, on how that person progresses uh, individually. You know, the key to everything we're talking about, I, I probably take two to three go-to-meetings a day talking about new products, systems, software, everything. The key, guys, is, is, and for dealers out there, is momentum. When you have that momentum where you're kicking ass, you're selling cars, you're making gross, people are making money, that momentum just continues to build. What people got to be careful of is trying to change because they went to a seminar, or somebody told them they should do this. Whether that's an up system, you know, I have I'm in a 20 group with 23 Honda dealers. I had 
positives and negatives on the up system, and they're all good car guys. It just depends. So, and even with, with salespeople, some people say, well, let's hire no experience, green peas, bring them in, salary-based. That may work for some stores, and other stores that have momentum start to attract the best people from around town. And the best people, uh, you know, I completely disagree with the thought that you can't teach an old car guy new tricks. If you inspire and lead and motivate and show by example, I mean, we have I, we have a cradle-to-grave Internet department. Every one of my guys in that department are experienced car guys. They handle the phone right. They can actually write and respond to leads, and they do their jobs properly. So, you know, for the guys we do hire with no experience, it may be a week or two, um, but, you know, once you get that momentum, it's amazing the talent of people that are knocking on your door waiting to get in line to come in. Hey, Matt, let me ask you something. Can I, can I, can I mention, uh, can I talk a little bit about Power Hour, or is that too much of a secret? I mean, can, <laughs> no, can, fire it away. Okay, wait, because wanna, all you're going to do is Marazzi will blow that shit up and call it Power Bomb. No, well, no, I'm going to ask Grant probably the <laughs> dumbest question that anybody's ever asked him because he's going to be all over this. But, Grant, is this a good idea or what? And, you know, look, and, and I'm doing this right before the next subject, which is direct mail, because interesting, um, you know, uh, Rick and, and Herb have some really uh, – really uh, 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 flashy opinions on that. Um, so, but Matt said he got this, and I'll let you explain it, Matt, from a direct mail company, Grant. Um, and you guys do this, Grant, with your training. You guys call in dealers every day. Um, Matt has two times a day, um, two hours a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, calls them power hours. Now, this is bad to the bone to me, man. He says, uh, when I was a digital dealer with you, Matt, uh, that's when I learned it. And he says, look, guys, I have my guys stop for one hour a day, bring all my salespeople that aren't physically with the customer into our phone room salespeople i make the managers walk the aisles behind them grant now this is going to this is going to turn you on man and literally these guys are making calls to every customer that step foot on their lot and when they get them on the phone they to it instantly hey my manager's got an idea for you and they hand the phone to the sales manager Now that's stronger than burnt cornbread right there and matt calls it power hour grant does that turn you on a little bit Dude, I got, I got, I can't even stand up right now. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't. I'm stuck to my chair. I'm so excited. I, can't, I, I just want to stop doing this interview right now and pick up the phone and call somebody. So I got, I, I mean, I think three or five of you are my clients. So I have to call Remus, whatever airport he's he's in right now. Maybe I need to fly over there and pick him up and see if I can finally close Red McCombs for something. But, but, uh, um, you know, dude, I love that. Okay, I love that. I'm gonna tell you. To me, there, to me, there is no such thing. For most of you that have unbelievable products, great reputations, you've been in business so long, I would beat your customer into submission to get in to buy your product. The exchange a car dealer has with the customer today, with the amount of intention you have to take care of a customer, and the product you deliver, if you got to follow them home, call them every hour. To me, the customer is the one with the problem, not the car dealership. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are trying to please everybody because the manufacturer keeps putting this unrealistic ivory tower customer satisfaction uh, um, concept onto you guys. But the truth is, you, for, for those of you on the phone, at least that I know, your intention to take care of a customer is so freaking solid and your products are so good if you got to call him every hour follow him home show up in one morning with a car over there after he said don't call me again you guys have the right to do that control and i want to say one other thing about what mirazi said control equals money mm. and that's why that power hour will work control always equals money the person with the most control 
ends up getting the most money. Yeah, and, and let me take you back on what Grant said. We're, sometimes we're all looking for that holy grail of something that's going to sell us a lot more cars. But in, what's really happening inside a dealership is the majority of dealers aren't taking advantage of what they currently have. It's not who sells the most, it's who spills the least. Are you listening to the phone calls that are coming in? Each and every one within a couple minutes of the phone call. Are you reading the chats that are coming in? Do you actually go in and look at your internet lead management and see what you're actually saying to the customer in your templates? And have you improved them? And when's the last time you rewrote them? Are your people making their outbound phone calls? Like Grant. Grant's done a tremendous job talking about phone skills and showing his operation. I mean, look at the power and the energy of those people getting on the line, dialing for dollars. How many calls per day are your people making? And do you know that? And are you looking at that every day? You know, and, and on those outbound calls, are we calling and verifying appointments? I, you know, I would venture to guess that if everybody focused on just those things, they'd probably increase 10 15% from what they're currently spending and currently doing. Mm. Yeah, that's absolute gold, uh, John. Rick, Lisa, do you guys have any comment on that? I mean, obviously, it's hard to get everybody. But, I mean, do you guys have a comment on, on what we're talking about now, Lisa or Rick? Yeah, I do. I agree. Uh, and we have kind of a running joke here that we're going to call people until they put a restraining order on us. I mean, <laughs> you have to. So, you know, you have to stay in front of the people. And I will tell you, Grant Cardone's people are so good at calling. Yeah, I, they call I me every day. Dealer, I had a car dealer the other day tweet to me, coward, tweet telling me in the Twitter feed, hey, tell your people to quit calling me. And I, I tweeted him back, and then I called him. I said, dude, I would never tell my people to quit calling me. You I'm an American to the bone. I'm going to call you till one of us dies, and you better hope it's you because I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grant, I'm going to tell you, your people are what, and I'm already your customer, and we're still calling. So two thumbs up. That's awesome. <laughs> Rick, you want to weigh in on that? Um, this is Herb. Oh, her, okay. her. The name of the game is we got to continue. We got to continue to follow up on the customers, and again, if they they come in and they don't buy, of course we have to stay on top of them. But again, great great uh, thought processes on you know the internet leads and making sure you're staying on top of them. And tracking is the key. That's the name of the game. Like we look at every phone call every day. We listen to the inbound and outbound phone calls. We grade our people to make sure they're not really turning customers off. And, and the name of the game is if you're not on top of your game, you're falling behind. And that's the, that's the number one thing we look at. You know, you, because if you're not leading, you're you're in the back of the pack. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Herb, I'm going to uh, kind of take us to the next uh, keep it or crush it direct mail. You had some pretty uh, an animated response, I guess you'd say, earlier when we asked you about the direct mail, uh, both you and Rick. Rick said that they held the funeral services for it in 2010. You said it. <laughs> You said it was dead, so tell us what, what you really think about direct mail. Well, the, the name of the game with direct mail is uh, you're reaching out to somebody kind of willy-nilly. You don't have a, uh, you don't have a really good uh, return rate on the direct mail pieces. Yes, it's good to generate uh, a little uptick in traffic, yes. But overall, if you're, you're relying your whole marketing strategy on direct mail, um, you should redirect that into digital because nowadays with the amount of hours people are – they're out there looking on the internet and doing research, and as well as down to 1.2 visits to dealerships. Uh, we would prefer to put all our money into digital and have the people calling, not even calling in, but just actually walking in the door with a piece of paper saying, I want to buy this car. Because we're so transparent on the internet, we nail, we give them all the information they need, 
And if they call in, that means we left out a small bit of information that the customer is really looking for. So it allows us to critique our digital marketing at the same time. Uh, if people are calling in consistently with the same question, uh, we know we need to feed the customer's uh, you know, uh, thought processes on that. You know, this that's, is a, that's the name of the game. And it's a great subject. And, you know, it's, it, we had a show a couple of weeks ago where um, we discussed Is Direct Mail Dead? We, it was one of the biggest shows all year. Overwhelmingly, dealers, uh, you know, and, and automotive professionals, we had a hard time finding people who said it was dead. Matt, you were on the show. John uh, Marazzi says crush it. Um, but, you know, he wasn't as adamant as how, you know, Herb and Rick responded. Um, but one thing I want to bring up before I bring, you know, Matt and, and, and let uh, you guys uh, weigh in. Again, Tony, who's not represented, he said something. <laughs> He said keep it, but then he had a caveat again, said targeted only. Well, um, we had, and I'm meeting with him tomorrow, so he, he was supposed to be on the show, but he literally, guys, does not have an email address. Billy Facillo was supposed to be on the show. We all know who he is, right? Um, and he, and, and I wanted so bad for him to be on with this topic because the guy's got the number one Kia store in the world. He's got 27 dealers and, um, and, and dealerships. And he throws out, man, the pray and spray. So where does it lie? Matt, you kind of weigh in on this, man. There's saturation. There's targeted. There's direct mail. There's Herb and Rick saying the funeral was in 2010. What, what's the truth on this thing in your opinion? Well, I, I think that, that it depends on, I, I guess, so, so the Herb and Rick are telling you that they are going to only be wonderful Internet dealers. And I don't knock them because they obviously do hundreds and hundreds of vehicles in volume. What we find is that direct mail, digital, a little bit of radio, a whole lot of email, and a lot of great follow-up is what really makes you make some profits. So I, I delivered 43 cars last month on my new car side directly off direct mail that had never visited my dealership. And I think part of the, the, the factor is, is people miss out. Direct mail is what you make of it. If I'm sorry, Matt. Who do you use? Crappy you, list. I'm sorry, Matt. Who do you use for some of your direct mail? I was just wondering. I didn't. Know. Was that? <laughs> I occasionally use this company called IPD. <laughs> <Come on, yeah. laughs> I'm sorry. But, but Shameless. No, let, let, let's get real on it, guys, because this is not an advertisement for David, because he knows that there's no. nine million direct mail companies you can call. Absolutely. But if you have a crap list, because you as a dealer aren't involved enough to know what you really need coming in your door, <laughs> if you have a sales staff that is never trained. The day before, the week before, the day of, of how to handle the exact direct mail came, campaign, then it won't work. But if you're really going to make this stuff happen, then yes, I'm telling you right now, I can jump on, send 10,000 pieces of mail out to a specific group of vehicles that I need on trade. I'm going to get cars for my used car lot, and I'm going to sell vehicles, period. And if you can't call that trackable, you're missing out. Now, is it a little bit more expensive per sale maybe on direct mail? Fine. But who cares if you spend 400 per car instead of 300 per car if your GPV is $700 a car higher on direct mail than it is on Internet? So it's not dead. If it is dead, you're missing out on additional opportunity, and you're only living on your Internet world that you believe in. Wow. Guys, I know John, John said crush it. Grant said keep it. I know Grant's friends with Bill Hamlin as well, and, and you know, obviously been in the car business for a while. Lisa, you said keep it, so I'll let you guys weigh in a little bit. John, you said crush it. What do you guys say? 
Well, I mean, that was a one-word answer. Um, I, I do believe that direct mail to our database works. We do a lot of variable offer mail to them with specific upgrade options with, with you know, laying out the entire deal. We also do uh, we also do data mining through a company called Dealer Wizard uh, in the service drive and set up campaigns. We do extremely well with that. Um, and I think it also depends on your brand. I think Billy does super well. Uh, uh, with Kia, because that customer may be a little bit more of a direct mail customer, and he puts multiple offers in there that are uh, certainly appealing, and it works for him. And there's a lot of guys that direct mail works for them. Um, you know, I'm in Tampa. We have a Honda store. I have a little bit more educated customer, so I do tend to lean a little bit more on, on discretionary dollars to digital. Um, I believe I'm a big believer in paid search. Uh, I think if you look through all the data, you'll see some of the best ROI is paid search. But ultimately, my strategy, everything we do is to get them to our website. And once we get them to our website, convert them, then appoint them. So every aspect of our business plan needs to point in that direction. And, and digital helps me do that a little bit more. That's great. John, um, we're going to move to the, the well, final. Let me, oh, let, go me ahead, well, go ahead. let me ask this. Grant, you're laughing. I mean, I, you're, you're smiling. I mean, you, have a, you don't have a dog in the hunt, but by the way, John, my dad owns Dealer Wizard. I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, that's a great company, software company, but they also, they do very equity minor. Uh, so you're doing, when you do direct mail, you're doing small quantities of, of equity mining, correct? Equity mining followed with uh, their call center who do a tremendous job. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Grant, let me ask you this. You don't have a dog necessarily in the hunt, but what's your opinion on, on, on this? Well, you know, look, nobody loves technology more than me. And uh, Uncle G, nobody can say Grant Cardone doesn't embrace technology. I'm periscoping right now. I think there's, uh, looks like about 1,200 people on here showing 476. I could run a Facebook Messenger right now, which I was invited to do with Facebook as one of the first people. They'd be six, there's 6,000 people watching a live stream. Okay, I don't know how many people you got Dave on. I don't know uh, yet. He doesn't show Let me to answer. Tell me, if, if one piece of direct mail got me business, I would do it. I'd throw a rock at your house if it worked. <laughs> so to me, to me for, for dealers to start suggesting that something is dead... Look, man, if it works, it works. You, you guys are entrepreneurs, okay? You, you don't have a car dealer problem. You, you have a – the issue is obscurity. And can I get my customer to remember me, whether it's a mailbox, an email? Email is going to die before postal mail does. And, and, and I'm just saying, you know, you, you guys got to manage your dollars and you see it, but somebody tells me they can get 40 pieces over a weekend with a direct mail campaign. That sounds uh, – that's interesting. Hey Grant, if you could, if you could, here's an easier way to do it. You could spend ten thousand bucks to push people to the website of your apartment building, yeah. or you could spend ten thousand. And, and let's say you you spent ten thousand and got ten thousand people to go to the website, and all of them gave you a phone number to call, right? Yeah. Or you could spend ten thousand and have three hundred people show up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday in person at there. And those are the only 300 people you get contact from. Would you rather have 10,000 phone calls to make or 300 live bodies to take a shot at? Well, you know, I like the 10,000 phone calls a lot, but I also like, you know, if I knew a guy was renewing his lease, he was up 30 days out and, and starting a shop right now, and I could just have that small list and hit 800 targeted with direct mail, 
Uh, I mean, my preference would be I'd send somebody out there to visit him, but I just can't do that, you know. So if I'm in Charlotte, yep. I, I'm not going to match it dollar for dollar. But I would do them both. I would not exit. I would use a muddy road, a bayou, uh, an airplane. Yep. Your people need to be able to use anything and every tool available to them to drive traffic and, and get that momentum that Marazzi loves uh, to, to grab a hold of. All right. And this was this this is the last topic, Dave, here. That this has really raised a lot of um a lot of uh disagreement and, and controversy and really some discussion. John actually uh, Marazzi was on one of the panels when we did this show and um actually he's the only one that came back today and said crush it. So I'm gonna start with John and I wanna kinda set it up because look, there's no question every person on this show, okay, believes in branding. I mean, obviously, we all believe in branding. That wasn't the question. The question was, and of course, I know Grant, I'm, not, I'm, I'm assuming Jared got with you, but Jared sent the answer back. And of course, keep it, Grant, keep it, Rick, Herb, Matt, Lisa, and then Tony actually had something interesting. I don't know what the question is. I'm sorry. The, the question is sales, uh, salesperson branding. Not, not branding us, not branding our company, but individual salespeople branding themselves. Grant, oh. Rick, uh, Herb, Matt, and Lisa said keep it. Tony said, key, interesting thing, Tony Remus said, keep it, and I don't know how he's going to do this, with zero or low turnover. <laughs> and then uh, John Marazzi said, crush it. And John, on the last show, you had every automotive vendor kind of, if, they weren't, uh, if you weren't their client, and they didn't have the guts to tell you, but they were all you know, kind of going after you a little bit. And the reason is, you said, look, I'm the owner. I ponied up you know, millions of dollars here to run this show, and I don't want some rogue bandit running around with Brandon Honda on it. You know, when I, when I don't know what it's, what's going on. And everybody kind of jumped on you there, John. But touch base with that, and then we'll let you guys all weigh in on this. Well, once again, they jumped on portions of what I said. What, the point is that if you're going to, as a dealership owner, if you have professionals working for you, it's your responsibility to make sure that those professionals are promoted and they're making money and they're happy. And when those three things happen, they're going to stay at the store. The majority of people that their dealerships don't give them the support and they feel they got to go out on their own. My only point was when they go out on their own, have some protection that these people People don't have an agenda of promoting themselves to the point of either starting a business, joining a vendor, or going to your competition because they get recruited because they, they, they get their name out there. And my, my main point was when they do want to promote themselves, promote themselves with a protected phone number so they're not giving out their cell phone number to their entire database. They haven't downloaded your database. So when they go to your competition, they're going to take it and do it direct mail or, or a campaign, and, and make sure that the dealer is protected. I don't blame anyone or, or hate anyone that wants to do better in life, uh, but the dealership should have a culture of being able to take those enterprising people and helping them do it even better, but doing it under the umbrella of the dealership and the guidelines, especially with some of the compliance issues out there right now and legality issues uh, and HR issues that are out there. So it's more than just letting a guy go out there and be a cowboy and shoot around and do a bunch of things. It should be done underneath the management umbrella and have some thought and, and compliance built into it. You're wrong on this one, Doug. You're wrong, John. All right. You're wrong, dude. Okay. What am I wrong about? Go ahead, Grant. Well, I'm just saying, man, look, you know, the car business is already a hard place, right? It's a hard place. Everybody, there's not a lot of upside. You get somebody, I have five guys every night do a periscope training. 
it starts at 10 o'clock. One guy does 10 o'clock to 10.10, and another guy does 10.10 to 10.20. I didn't ask them to do that. Not, not, I didn't ask one of them to do that. They literally do two hours from 10 o'clock to midnight to, to a couple of hundred people, and they're talking about me between 10 o'clock and midnight every night of the week, okay? Now, now they're doing a little piece out of Grant Cardone's material, right? So I didn't ask them to do it. This was their own initiative, John, for them to start branding themselves and becoming more valuable to our client to have a connection and a relationship with that client that they become more real because I can't take every call. I can't be there all the time, you know? So I, I understand your concerns, John, but it's got guys to found, find really good talent. You guys got to give these guys a big game to play in where they get to be the big actor on the stage. Right. And the way to keep them is to keep buying stores, keep expanding so the great ones that rise up, you have other opportunities for them. I mean, I have a way that I trap my guys. I, I let them invest in my other ventures, so they're like, "Dude, I'm, I'm I'm in it to win it forever with you." Right. Oh, I agree with that. I, you know, that's part of what I said. And, and Tony said that he said, oh, he, and that, "So now I'm kind of understanding." Obviously, we have that culture here where it's Grant. You're saying it's a leadership, you know, thing. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, rise the lid, or, or I guess, uh. Raise the lid so that everybody raises up. Tony said only with zero or low turnover. Matt is uh, Matt, Rick, and Lisa Herb. I'll let you guys weigh in on that, Mister Lasco. Uh, I I obviously uh, have no problem with it whatsoever, and I feel like very much like Grant is, and we're a, a company that sells our growth. We sell where we've been, where we're going, and where they can come with us. Uh, we make people feel like this is their pride point. I have uh, my staff randomly show up at motocross events for their nephews and pass out Lasco Ford bumper stickers because they asked me to give them to them just so they had something, not because I asked them to go do it. And I think that when you get a group of people that are promoting themselves as well as your company because they like it, then just like Grant said, our business does have a great cloud order for its employees. If they get to enjoy themselves and share their work with their friends and feel proud of something they create, then I, I'm all for it, and I think people should continue to do it, and dealers just need to do a good job monitoring it. I mean, fine, I'm friends with anybody that wants to be on Facebook, and if they work for me, I'm friends with them on Facebook, and I get to see what they do on Facebook. So just watch yeah. your investment, that's all. Be involved. I agree. Yeah, and Lisa, Lisa, do you push your salespeople to actually self-brand? I do. You know, I, I feel like that people buy people by people, so when they come in, you know, to Grant's point, you know, so many people want to get to me. Well, you're not going to probably get to me. So I want, I want my people in the front of the building to be the stars. And, you know, and, and I want them to take pride in what they do. And I tell them all, you know, you guys are, you guys, you know, you're almost self-employed. We have, we have a great place to work and a great product. And I give you everything you need to build your future dynasty. And I really go at it like that. And, of course, am I all about Fiat of Austin and our brand? Yes. But I'm also about helping them go to the next level. And to me, that's what keeps people loyal. You know, because, because they're, they're going to go somewhere else. The, the dealership will not invest that in them and in their brand. So I'm not worried about my, my people leaving for the competition. That yeah. would be stupid. Yeah, and I think a lot of salespeople have just as much at stake, right? I mean, if you go out and you start self-proclaiming, self-branding yourself, uh, if you're here today and gone tomorrow, it's not going to be yeah. very effective for you. Hey, yeah. Rick, no, Rick, right. Rick, what do you and Herb have to say about that? What's that? 
What's that, Grant? It's almost uh, when, when those guys do that show every night, every night. I work for Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone. That's what I do, and 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 it becomes a bit of a lock on them and a, an investment back into who they are. And it's very difficult for most salesmen to do that. I mean, let's face it: most car salesmen are looking for a way to get out of the car business, not get up in the car business. And this is a problem for auto dealers. They're not looking for a place to go up. Like John Marazzi, John's always been looking to go up. All you guys have been looking to go vertical. Most salesmen are, are trying to figure out how to get out rather than how to go up. Right. And so I think that we have to help them be proud of what they do. And part of being proud of what you do is, is to create a great brand within a greater brand, which is us. So that's always been my two cents, and it's worked well. Thank you, Lisa. Let's go to uh, Herb and Rick if you're on the line, and let's get some closing comments, and we're almost out of time, so if you could, uh, Herb and Rick, if you'll give us the final comments. Hey, not a problem at all. Uh, i got to agree with Matt, Grant, Lisa. Uh, having the, the Generation M, who's our new class of employees, be able to own it, first of all, they're most technologically savvy. They're, they're raised in the environment of technology, and that's what they do. Even on their private time, they really do create their own brand with Facebook, MySpace, not MySpace, I'm dating myself, holy cow. <laughs> uh, you know, the Snapchat, everything like that. Uh, we allow them the freedom to do that, and, you know, by us allowing our employees to brand themselves, we tell them, we, we, we don't want them to go out there and say, we've got $199 specials on Ford, new Ford Fusions this week. We want them to show them about the dealership, show them what their, their personality is all about and show them really what, that they can come in and speak to somebody that speaks their language because the only other person on the other end of that social media is another person that's into social media. And that's helped hugely on our retention. We are starting to retain our Gen M employees. Uh, we're increasing the retention, you know, tenfold. And we've got some guys that have been here two, three years, and they plan on staying here forever. So another good point, buy some, you know, let's buy some more dealerships. That way when they get up into the big boy league, and uh, they got another place to work. We've got a new, you know, a new position for them. So that's our two cents worth on it. Great. And uh, <laughs> go. Uh, we'll go ahead and go over to you, Lisa. Oh, I'm just sitting having a conversation with, with Grant Cardone. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I just, again, I, I think that we have to make people proud to be in the car business. Like every single day, I tell people, you know, I tell my people when people ask me what I do, I'm a car salesman, and I keep America moving forward. And so. I just believe that you have to be proud of what you do and help our people build a brand, and then they'll help us build our brand, and that, that in turn creates loyalty. Closing comments. Awesome. John Marazzi. Okay. John. Um, you know, like I talked about earlier, right? you know, if you have the kind of dealership that people want to work at, and if you're producing the results, you're going to get more and more momentum. That momentum is key. And, you know, my point about social is, you know, we're, we're really talking about a handful of people in the country that are super good at branding themselves. For the most part, a dealership is also responsible to make sure that they're promoting uh, those people. And we do that through, you know, we do conquest uh, and, and loyalty emails with their photo, their phone number. We create digital display ads that have their photo, their phone number in that we're hitting their database with. And, and they're the reasons, you know, you, you look at our numbers and you look at our loyalty and you look at the people that stay here. The reason they stay here is we, we were able to provide that form and give them a culture where they can be successful. Well said. Matt Lasko. 
Yeah, I got to say, just embrace the fun of the car business. First off, uh, social media, I have no problem with it. Let your staff do it, get involved, be part of it. Uh, and when it comes down to your own system inside your store, do what works. And if it's not working, listen to what these fine people have had to say and try to adjust your game. If you're involved with the customer early, your odds are selling go way up. And live people, no matter what anyone says, that are inside your car dealership are the most important client you have. Here, here. And, uh, Grant, uh, if you can give your closing comments. And also, man, um, since you're the only non-dealer, uh, tell everybody at the end what you've got going on and the best way uh, someone can uh, connect with you currently. Well, I, I'm going to make my announcement. I'm running for president. Me and John Marazzi running for president. Come okay? on. We don't know which one's going to be the president, the vice president, but we're going to make our own run at it, John. What do you think? Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> You'll be a great uh, VP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'll be a secretary of defense and have my own computer at home. <laughs> so, uh, so look, look, I just want to tell everybody to be great, man. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, wh- wh- wherever you are in the food chain, you're a brand-new salesperson. I remember being a brand-new salesman in a car dealership. There was no management. Nobody knew anything, man. I was in a car dealership. So many of you guys that are on the phone today, if those of you are listening and you're working for a car dealer and you're not happy, you need to you need to listen to the guys that are on this call. If you got to move across the country to work for Lisa Copeland or John Marazzi or the Reichart Group or you, or, or Matt Lasco, you guys should move. You should get up and freaking move. Go where the opportunities are. Go where good people are. So many of you reach out to me and complain. Oh my dealer, this then move, man. Mm. Now get one of my little black black bands. It's got a message for you. Okay. <laughs> Get one of my little black bands, wear it, put it on, and grab your wife and your kids or your husband and move. Go where people value valuable people, and then go in and make a big contribution. Uh, Dave, you know, dude, I can't even tell you how much I got going on. I'm getting ready to do some work in Colombia with the U.S. Uh, with the Colombian Army and the Bogota economy and the Bogota Chamber of Commerce. I'm nice. getting ready to go back to Fort Benning and work with uh, troops in transition. I just left the Pentagon. Because uh, I want to help troops in transition. They're coming back. 40,000 uh, military were given peak slips uh, in the last 45 days. They're coming wow. back to the U.S. without jobs, without employment, without leadership, and they don't know what to do. Mm. And I was at the Pentagon talking to these guys, and they're all talking about their leadership skills and leadership this. And I said, dude, your asset is not that you guys have leaders. Your asset is that you guys have people that are willing to follow Come on. And that's weekend, they'll show up on time, and they can shine their shoes, man, and they can take an order, and they can say yes, sir, no, sir, and they can look you in the eyes, and, and they know what rewards and penalties are, and they're willing to fight for their families. So any of you car dealers out there, I'd love to have your help in placing bets. Consider there's 100,000 coming back to the U.S. this year. It is the highest unemployment rate in the United States of any group of people, and 22 of them kill themselves every day. It's because they don't have a job. That's the importance of having a job and something to do every day. So nobody take that for granted. And, and I know the car dealers out there will resonate with that message. Yeah, you know, it just, you just yeah, absolutely. I mean, I tell you what, I can see. We'll do anything we can. 
I can see one thing, Grant, just, you know, dealers hiring them, man. Get, you know, get a special, you know, dealership shirt, maybe a special camo polo with a dealership logo on it. And everybody that's in your dealership, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a veteran like that. You know, you know, they have a story to tell when a customer comes in the door. Man, I, what, what you're that's, doing is, a, is great, great, man. That's a great one. So, yeah. awesome. I, guys. No, I love it. Thank you guys so much for joining yeah. us. Uh, today, I know you guys are extremely busy, and, and mm-hmm. um, I know you helped a lot of people. And uh, thank you so much; it's, it's been a privilege. Hi guys, Thanks as well, David. Thank you guys. All right, take care. Good night. Thank you. And that was awesome. You know, I mean, it, it fires me up that that what Grant just ended with, though, man, is exactly what you know I said in the beginning. You know, and I, all of these guys feel that way. They're all helping people, not just not just it's not just about them, but they realize that 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 well, you know. It's, yeah, it's bigger than that now. It's bigger than I that. I mean, man. they've they've made their mark. Now they're helping others that want to get to those. Well, not only places. that, it, 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 they're one and the same. So you want to know what to keep and what to crush? Mm-hmm. It's one and the same. If you if you find a purpose, mm-hmm. right, and a, and a legit purpose, then you you know it's it's it you can't serve that purpose that involves people without it helping you, of course, financially, mm-hmm. helping grow your business. It creates it creates. Um, uh, 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 the need it cre- the, the need creates the demand mm-hmm. and the demand creates money so awesome job man w- weigh in on Twitter I-, I know it's been blowing up hashtag auto dealer live Dave um, Matt just be- or Mike just because you've uh, you put them out there man let's let- what, do- what, do- what do you say this show should we keep it or crush it <laughs> I think we should crush it you think we should crush it what you just want to play the sound effect go ahead and play the sound effect man wait for it It was a little anticlimactic there, you know. Yeah, like well, wait for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. What do you think, Dave? Wow, I think uh, we went way over on time. Went way over on time. I knew we that was had happen. another guest. Yeah, we when apologize. We, we want to apologize to uh, those guys. We will bring you on. We've got a. We've already got a show um, that we want to get you guys on for. And um, that's what happens when you go over on time in 4:38. So hey, man, thank you guys. The next up. The next up is. What's trending the best choice? That's a show you don't want to miss. Yeah. Is what's, what's trending, trending the best choice? Yeah. Not just what's trending, but is it actually the best choice? Right. It's not just what's... Is what's trending... It's obviously the most popular thing. It's trending. Right. But is that the best choice? <laughs> is what's trending the best choice? All right, man. Thanks, guys. All right.